Clashes, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is the only Clash podcast with your host, Hero and Wizard of Woo. Hey. Bro, what, 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 why are people, people don't like, people don't like our little, uh, housekeeping here? We're doing housekeeping, okay? Yeah. They're, they're saying this is the only Clash-free podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, it, just because we front load with all of our housekeeping, uh, and we don't just do it on the back end. Yeah, you're getting yelled at, Carl. I, it's not your birthday anymore, okay? Do you think we're just going to make it easy on our, our brand new edit? His first episode of editing? No, we're we're switching things up. We're going left and right. All right, so big CWL recap because we're heading into CWL here very soon, uh, and we need to recap the last one. Are you ready for this? Dude, I don't think I'm ready because we won. I, that's... So, yeah, huge. I mean, uh, the whole week was wild. We did our typical C2J thing and lost War One, and it was a squeaker. It was a close war. Um, and uh, but you know, I, I think we're so used to losing War One that I don't think anyone really panics at this point, right? Like, if you were to bet and get a million channel points, like you would just automatically put everything on that we're gonna lose War One. I mean, yeah. I, I at this point, it's almost like it's almost a meme at this point that we lose War One. I don't even I don't know what we would actually do if we won the first war. I I know we've done it before, but it's been I maybe a couple times, like maybe two times I can think of that we won. You know, day one in CWL. So I don't know what we would do now that we've promoted up to champs two. Uh, if we come out and we win War One, man, I think I think people are going to be pretty pumped up and excited about first time in Champs Two and winning War One. That would be uh, very un C Two J like, honestly. <laughs> oh man, dude, that would be insane. But I always think it would be a bad omen. We would only win that war, and we would just lose the rest of them or something. Like <laughs> we gotta, we gotta stick with what's working for us, and that's gonna be losing war one, guys. Come on, <laughs> not even try. One star is all around. So, what? Uh, a, a couple of crazy things happened, really, that kind of like rounded out our week that got us to that promotion. Uh, the first thing is, I think on day four, um, we had a really close war, and we were tied on stars and up on percentage um, and the opposing team had one attack left and uh, we sat and waited and waited and waited and they missed their attack and so we actually picked up the win that war uh, that we really didn't deserve but hey I mean rule number one is you got to show up so um, a win's a win we love to win on a technicality too like we will take that every absolutely I mean technicality and, and we've lost we've lost our we've lost uh, CWL wars for people missing attacks before. So what goes around comes around. I mean, I'm just I'm happy finally it swung in our favor, um, especially in a week like this where you know we were we were behind the eight ball all week long. We we when that we lose our first war, yes, uh, typical C2J behavior, and then day four comes along. And it looks like we're going to lose that one. And it's kind of like, okay, well, that pretty much officially knocks us out of it. Um, and then we end up picking up the win. And it's like, okay, so we got a chance. Then we started doing some math, right? And we started crushing it. Started getting more triples as the week went on, winning by larger margins. And then we got down to 
day seven, going into War Seven, we were down by one star uh, versus the first place plan, and we knew that you know if we win and they win, we got to score one star more than them. Uh, actually, we got to st- score two stars more than them because uh, they were also ahead on percentage as well. And uh, there was a lot of scoreboard watching that day seven. Now, you kicked off day seven. I woke up, looked in there, and there were already two triples. And I was like, hero and hero, you dirty dog. So what in the world were you doing during CWL? Because you had a great CWL with both of your accounts. But uh, what were you doing in CWL to pick up so many triples? You know, and shout out to the Crystal's Joint podcast. Because they had Knob on this week, who was a fantastic guest. Absolutely. I had him on first. I understand why you would have him on after me. Feel, wait, somebody but, stole your idea? I, I don't think that's ever happened before. This is unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, nobody would ever take any of my ideas because they're clearly not good enough to ever come to fruition. <laughs> but that's what separates people from me is I have good ideas, but they execute them much better. <laughs> Just like they everything no they talked a lot about like uh what cwl spend time and when yeah. people get online and it is kind of random and i've noticed there's this last month there was so many times where i was like oh man there's just nothing left but i still was able to get a couple triples here and there but what happened was somebody wasn't feeling good it was, i think it was my oldest daughter so I woke up incredibly early on that last day of CWL, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can take this one and this one. Not really knowing that I'll get a triple, but knowing that I have a really good shot. So yeah. I flagged them right away. And then before anybody else woke up, I had two triples on the board. That was awesome. I mean, that was really encouraging because, like I said, we knew going into that day seven we had to outscore them by two stars and to get up and – see that we already had two triples on the board was like okay we're in this like this is a this is a real thing that can happen um what was the the most epic part of the whole week to me was at the end of the war there was probably about two and a half hours left in cwl and we had four attacks left to do i believe it was uh ace uh fury ink myself i think hammer Maybe there was five. Hammer was in there, too. So there was, yeah, there was four or five left to do. And we were really scoreboard watching. And um, a bunch of us ended up jumping on voice and kind of, like, talking through, you know, the scenarios of what we needed and watching what the other teams were doing. Um, And uh, it was, you know, the most hype, epic voice chat I think I've ever been on. Everyone was so excited. Uh we came through, I think in our last four attacks, we scored 11 stars. So we had three triples out of the last four attacks. Uh, and everyone was just like uh, absolutely losing their minds on the voice chat. And uh, we ended up beating uh, the other clan by three full stars, uh, not just you know one star squeaker that we needed. We ended up beating them by three full stars to uh, win the league and promote to champs too. So, you know... Comeback kids, uh, you know, knob, no, comeback right. kings, knob, knob has glossed himself like champions, champs to knob. Uh, <laughs> he's he's wearing that uh, as a badge of honor, uh, making it up to champs too. Um, so 
prediction for Champions 2 League. What do you think uh, C2J is going to do? So a little, a little, a little bit of other uh, inside baseball here. So we had uh, some special guests hang out with us this past CWL, uh, and that was uh, Ink and Sugar had both come over and run CWL big with shout us. Out to those Super big shout out! They they both did amazing uh, in the clan, and uh, we had a I, we had a lot of fun having them over. I think they had fun too. And uh, big news is that uh, Ink and Sugar are actually coming back for CWL uh, for Champs 2, CWL. Uh, and uh, we'll get to the reason why that's happening, because it's it's also big news, the reason why. But uh, what do you think? We're, 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 it's it's going to be a very similar lineup. We have a few people that are going to be doing holiday travel, so they won't be in, but we've got some other subs to come in and play with us. Uh, what do you think about uh, prediction for where C2J will place in our first foray into Champions 2? I I don't think we're going to demote, but I think we'll probably be in the middle towards the bottom half of the pack. Uh, I'm ready for it. Like, I think everybody needs to do, like, a really far CWL and, like, don't take everything too seriously. Just, you know, Make sure you're using the right PC and everything like that. Green Arrow. And, yeah. uh, you know, and shout out to Green Arrow. Too. I, I know, like, he was like, I'm sick of hearing stuff about my one star, so I'm not doing it. But, like, no, we love Green Arrow. Please join CWL. Like, not the same without you. Like, don't go anywhere. <laughs> we want to have your babies. Uh, yeah, I have. But I, it's I definitely have... going to be, like, tighter base and everything the bases are going to be looking a little bit more mm-hmm. not necessarily more upgraded but more like built out like actual base. like there's going to be stuff that we haven't seen before i think and it's really going to take some time to try and figure out how to crack some of these mm-hmm. so i feel like carl and Donald will be like in paradise because they're going to be find, finding and looking for stuff on like so many different bases whereas i feel like a lot of us are going to be trying to find something we can do stuff <laughs> that that's so true. Uh, I think that uh, it's gonna come. I think honestly, our, where we're gonna be like judged most harshly with our success here is gonna be our defense. I think we are gonna see some tricky bases, and if we just, like you said, if we just kind of plan on trying to be middle of the pack and um, not demote this first time, you know, I I think maybe I think fourth. I think fourth is doable for us uh, first timers and champs do. Um, and I think that we have enough talented attackers that we're going to get our fair share of triples. We're definitely going to have to limit the one stars and it would be great. And this is where I think we're really going to like it, the rubber is going to meet the road is going to be with our defenses. Like if we, if people get tripled, like I, we need everybody to have a full slot ready with fresh like uh, CWL bases because if, if we got to rotate them out, I, I, I don't want anybody being like, oh, all I have is my old Town Hall 14 bases doesn't have a spot for a monolith and you know spell towers and stuff. <laughs> like, bro, we need you. Everybody needs to find some fresh 14 or 15 bases so that uh, if you get dumpstered on day one in like a minute and a half with e drags, then like you got to switch that thing up for day two. We like we can't we can't run somebody getting tripled four out of seven wars or anything, you know, with with one base. So 
I think that's going to be. I think the bases will be tricky for us, but I think we have enough talent to, to maybe limit the one stars and get triples uh, here and there. And uh, it's really going to come down to how easy are our bases. Uh, but it should be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I you, you think maybe bottom of the pack, like you thinking like do the bottom the bottom two demote? Isn't that true? Like seventh, uh, seventh and eighth both demote. Yeah. So you're thinking like fifth so, or sixth. I'm hoping for six, but at the same time, like we do have that King of the Hill competition, which always brings out the best in us. Yeah. It's no longer the battle of the bastards right now. We've got <laughs> some big dogs going up together, so maybe they're going to push each other to have more stars and might win more wars. I, 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 I don't know if anything could have topped last CWL, and but after Ace won King of the Hill, so he, he did defeat of glory. Uh, it was kind of close some of the week, like Ace always had like a, a, a at least a one star lead. Well, after day one, I mean, Ace did leave the door open by one starring on day one, but but I mean, he shrugged it off quickly and came right back day two with the early triple. Like he wanted to get that taste out of his mouth so fast uh, and and knocked out an early triple on day two, and then just kind of cruised from there. Uh, and he still had some great attacks all week long, but um, you know, I, he 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 had a, he had his lead on day two. And uh, and he had a percentage lead, so you know it, it didn't even really come down to day seven. I think I think by like day six, I think uh, of glory was kind of out of it, mathematically speaking. But to your point, I didn't think anything could top that CWL. But we have champs two, we have Ink and Sugar coming back and running it back with us in champs two. And one of the main reasons that's happening is because Ink has challenged Ace for King of the Hill. And like you said, you got two guys that are super competitive, uh, very proud of what they do. And uh, this is for all the Marvels in Champs 2. So this could be the most hype King of the Hill in Champs 2. I, 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 I don't know how it could get any bigger than Ace versus Ink in Champions 2. Oh, it's a beautiful opener. We've got some of the best guys. And honestly... I'm, you know, I'm kind of playing a different. Even if, uh, even if we get demoted, say it's like really bad, all we have to do is let Ink win, and then they have to come back for next. Season, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, got to defend the title. Kind of, yeah, so I think we got him. Like we got him hook line. We got to keep doing. Yeah, man. I I, so I just hope I just we have fun. I just want us okay. to have fun. <laughs> but Ink is definitely gonna be my pick for this DWL. No shade against Ace or anything like that, because I know Ace is gonna do his best and everything. But definitely got to go with my boy. So your so your prediction? Are you just backing Ink? Are you rooting for Ink? Or are you predicting the win for Ink? All of the above. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, I got to go. I'm 100% back in ace. Ink is super talented, and he can do a, different, a number of different attacks. Uh, but I'm just going to – I think sometimes, and we I've seen this with all of my super talented friends in Clash, where they look at a base and they start breaking it down, 
and then I look at the army that they've took, and I'm like, how is this going to work? Like, you've got, it feels like you've got two of every troop, and you've got some plan that each troop has to take out one building here and there, and it just gets so complicated that it's just kind of like, I think it makes it a little more uh, difficult to execute those complicated attacks. So, Ink is that kind of guy. And uh, I think maybe the pressure will be on. And I think Ace is Ace is cool as a cucumber, man. Uh, so, I got a back Ace. I think he's going to come in and uh, do his thing and just absolutely wreck bases. So, I'm, I'm 100% on Ace for this uh, King of the Hill. I totally understand. I just feel like Ink has got, like, he's got stuff like, oh yeah! First time he's been at King of the Hill. Like he's talked about King yes. of the Hill before. Like when, when can people in other clans challenge <laughs> King of the Hill? And now he's here and he's challenging. I mean he's he's putting it out. Yeah, man. I, and, and look, props to Ink for coming in and flopping it on the table. Uh, I just think Ace is going to chop it off or shoot it off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably got he's probably got a weapon for e- either one. But yeah, uh, either way, it's gonna be super entertaining. Oh, yeah. like, I can't wait! I am so psyched. To well, like if Ace whoops them, I will glad <laughs> with a smile on my face. Oh, it, it, I, what I'm really hoping for is these guys push each other, and I always root for it to be like a squeaker. Like day seven, they both done amazing, and it's literally going to come down to like this last attack in stars and percent and maybe we're fighting for something and that would make it all more better. Oh, 100%. That's definitely, when it gets down to the line, like, that is definitely, like, the high most strain that we got to all pile on. Absolutely. Um, so, what's going on with your base, dude? What's going on with your Town Hall 15s? You got all the pets unlocked? Uh. What, what what do you got going on? Honestly, I've been super lazy. Obviously, I got all the pets working them all up to level five, but the rest of the base definitely kind of going by the uh, redheaded stepchild side or something. Because I haven't really been playing like a crazy amount, so like I'll get like six, seven million in gold, and I'm like, I'll just put down a bomb, <laughs> farm all the way up to a can or whatever. And so then I've been just using, like, my CWL medals on, like, air defenses and stuff like that. So by the next episode, I think my air defense will all be maxed. But that's pretty much it. A couple of wizard towers are down, right? Everything is done except for wizard towers, archer, cannon, and trap. Hell, yeah. Uh, walls. Yeah, walls. I know. I... Yeah, I'm, I still have walls to do. Um, I got... The only defenses I have left are cannons and archer towers and then traps. I haven't done any traps yet. But uh, all the other, all my other defenses are done. And uh, heroes maxed in pets. I got them all to five, and now I'm pushing a few uh, higher than that. So I'm just kind of like... I'm kind of going back and forth, and I know it's kind of it may seem dumb to kind of like go back and forth, but I feel like, especially near the end of the gold pass, uh, it's more important to me to um, use that discount on like 
the uh, Phoenix because it's a higher priced upgrade, so the discount is better, and and um, so that yeah. yeah, so that's why I'm I'm putting a little bit into the Phoenix here at the end of this month gold pass, and I probably could have maxed the Diggy out, but I'm pushing the Phoenix because it's a little higher price, so I'm I'm trying to take advantage of that discount. Also, I've been using the Phoenix in a, in an attack that I've been using, um, and it's a uh, it's it's still a Sarge blimp. So I still haven't gotten a different opener for Town Hall 15. I'm I did the E Titan Smash thing, uh, and now I'm doing this Rocket Loon attack that I actually saw on a Big Bales uh, YouTube channel, and he posted it probably like two weeks ago, and it's one of those things where I I follow so much stuff on YouTube that sometimes I know there's something that I want to watch but I don't have the time to sit and like pay attention to everything uh, and and like actually like take notes in my brain and then go try it and I was at the time I was having some great success with that E-Titan attack but I was like okay I want to watch this and I want to learn this attack so I literally like downloaded it so I wouldn't forget to, to watch it um, and then a couple weeks ago, or maybe, no, like a week ago, I went back and watched it, and he actually did a great follow-up video. So he did an introduction to it, and kind of explained the, the basics of why, like, how the attack works. And then he made a second video where he went more into depth on, you know, like, what everyone's role in that attack is. And it's a pretty safe two-star attack. I've been using it in Legends and... Uh, I think I'm in the 5400 cup range, somewhere around there now, and I put I got as high as like 5500 with it, trying to get as many attacks in a day as I can, not always getting all of them in. That's pretty good. Yeah, and and it's pretty it's a pretty safe two star because the the you know the opener of the, on the Sarge Blimp on uh on the E Titan attack, I can kind of I kind of change that up to where I either I tome the Blimp with some loons or I use a, a traditional like Hound uh, in ahead of the Blimp. Um, but this attack, you tome the blimp every single time. And so, um, and you have a larger pack of loons that you use with it. So you, you kind of use that tome blimp and that large pack of loons to kind of take out a section out a, a portion of the base and then the Sarge blimp to try to get those high value targets. Um, not always necessary to get the town hall with the Sarge blimp, but that's the main goal if you can get it, uh, of, of trying to avoid poison towers and things like that. But uh, I had some success with it. I've had some triples with it in Legends. I, I had a, I've had a couple triples with it in just regular Wars, and um, I definitely wanted to like change, learn, learn a second type of strategy at, at Town Hall 15 because that E Titan Smash is really good against bases that have open walls. Um, you know the E Titans don't do well with walls at all, and even if you're using uh, the Yak and taking some Super Wall, wall Breakers. You know, Super Wall Breaker AI sometimes is broken. Like you clearly have a compartment that they could path to. Dude, it definitely feels that way. And they and they bust That's an outside wall. Breakers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so they're. Got, yeah. So they 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 seem to be getting unreliable at times. So even best laid plans with those and the E Titans doesn't always work. So I feel like I'm gonna hold on to the E Titan attack for when I spot a base that you know has some open walls or maybe even a ring base. Um, and then use this Rocket Loon attack for bases that still maybe have some Sarge Blimp value, but the walls are more challenging, and using the Rocket Loons means walls kind of don't matter. Yeah, definitely. I I thought that I was pretty good. Like, I had 
pretty high 90s when I was using the Titan Smash, but I could never get to the triple. And then one day I kind of like stumbled into a base where I was like, I think my old strategy of like mash dragons with the blizzard would actually work for this base. And so then I just tried it and I got a triple. And so that's pretty much what I did for the rest of CWL. And honestly, it worked out great for me. And I was just like, wow, maybe I shouldn't have like switched up and tried to relearn everything. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, in some in some of the attacks that that uh, we I saw during CWL week were just like slight variations of attacks people were doing at Town Hall 14 or the previous CWL. So I think it's fine when people lean on their strengths. And uh, but with me, I was so weak at the end of Town Hall 14. I was like, I have to learn new attacks. <laughs> Nothing I was doing at the end of 14 was working. Um, and speaking of Town Hall 14 really good I, I i'm i'm having fun like you know that's all right now at this point that's all that really matters to me at the end of 14 i was having not a lot of fun at all and uh, you know i nothing was really working for me and i know people will say well 14 was so much fun it was so easy i know i'm bad at the game i've said it before i say it again i am bad at the game so all my main focus is i just want to do attacks that are fun and i feel like can be consistent that don't frustrate me and uh, and th those yeah. two attacks so far, man, they're really fun. They don't frustrate me. I tried to get the, I tried to get the Agent Fifty Two, uh, uh, aka Pussy Galore, on uh, on this uh, Rocket Loon attack, and and Carl was streaming uh, for his birthday, and I even convinced him to rent Rocket Loons for a dip attack that he did in this last dumpster fire of a war that we had. So um, the Rocket Loons are good, man. I'm 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 all in on them. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with that attack. Hey, that's the important thing. Like, as long as everybody's having fun, like, then it doesn't matter whether we're in Champions 1 or Crystal 2, you know? That's right. We got to have fun. Good good group of people to play with and having a lot of fun, and uh, I hope it continues. This should be a great CWL. And also, speaking of base progress, my mini uh, Bone Crusher is officially a Town Hall 14, and I know what you're thinking. You said you weren't going to play Town Hall 14. I'm not. I'm literally doing the minimum upgrades, and I'm putting it straight to 15. So that's where... Oh, wow. So when I signed up for CWL, I put Bone Crusher Town Hall question mark. That's That was real because I, I was still on teetering on whether or not I was going to push the button to 14 and try to push to 15, maybe even before CWL. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, that's what's happening with Bone Crusher. It's going straight to 15, skipping 14 altogether. True to my word. Hey, I mean, bring it on, and we could use another. I feel like we're losing. Teams kind of not really steadily, but a little bit steadily, and we're not really getting enough back into it. I know Ian Sugar have been helping us out, which is like a huge help. Super shout out to those guys. But there's also that like sort of level that we're like, are they going to come back next month or? Yeah. So we could actually use a couple of good 15s too. So might as well build them up ourselves. Yeah, and you know, if we if we could just, I guess I'll do it myself. If we if we could just get Carl to uh, recruit some OP 15s instead of like Town Hall nines that think they can two star Town Hall 11s with like dragons and lightning spells or something, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, all those people that show up from the stream are just like. 
<laughs> no, we've got we've we've had some really awesome people uh, come and hang out with CWL or uh, with C2J uh, that uh, found us through a Carl streaming. But yeah, some of these wars that we've had recently, the bottom half of the map is kind of killing us on war weight, and then like and also hit rate. We've had to dip way too much to be successful with our 15s. Uh, you know, if you're not fresh tripling, we don't have enough attacks uh, at 15 to, like, you know, actually go in there and try to do some cleanup triples because they're ended up dipping and cleaning up all the lower stuff. So, you know, hey, plenty of practice. I mean, Carl just streamed yesterday for his birthday, so big shout out to Carl, happy birthday! I, I know you had a great stream, so that was awesome. Um, but he only uh, turned 29. One. But that's right. Well, I think this is his. Fourth or fifth time turning twenty nine. I'm not sure, but uh, anyway, happy. I mean, shout out to Carl. Everybody else turned twenty nine. Happy. He's been doing it for ten years. Happy twenty ninth. Happy twenty ninth birthday. Forever. You've heard forever twenty one. He's forever twenty nine. Um. So, it, but uh, the war was kind of like already over, and they were like, "Oh, we got some dips to do," and I'm like, "I'm not dipping." Like. We're not gonna win. I'm just gonna I'm just hit fifteen, man. I don't, I'm not I'm not gonna dip anymore. These people at the bottom, these people at the bottom need to like they need to get their act together. And we need. I I even said on stream, where's our OP leader Green Arrow to wrangle all these people at the bottom? Like, where's he been? He's he's MIA. He's on holiday. Yeah, I think he brought us champions too. And after that, like I'll put it up on the mantle or whatever. Somebody else can take it. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, it's kind of a, it's a pretty smart move, right? If we if we, the only thing that he's risking now is that we come through with like the most uh, epic, like Cinderella story of all time, and we promote this month, which is extremely unlikely. But if we do, uh, Green Arrow can no longer claim great greatest leader. I I, I mean, he he's putting that's true. He's kind of putting that on the line. He is kind of. You know, risking it as small of a percentage chance it is. He is risking that greatest leader uh, moniker if we promote with with him being MIA this month. If we demote, well, then he can just double down and be like, "See, that's what happens when I'm the leader. We promote when I'm not around. You demote. I guess I guess we're gonna have to promote next month when I come back." So there's a lot on the line for for Green Arrow, even though he's not gonna participate in CWL this month. He does have a lot on the line as the leader. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm sure he's like basking in his own glory right now, like watching all the fire start sprout. Wait to start balancing on people who are like, "Oh, I won start." And be like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." Because I'm not there. <laughs> he'll be yeah, he'll be watching from the sidelines and just uh, chiming in with his uh, with his comments, right? <laughs> oh yeah, hundred. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, uh, you got anything else? You ready to do shout outs to shout outs? Uh, All right, man. What do you uh, What do you got for shout outs? Shout out. Not sure if I shouted them out before. I don't know. I think Carl Carl was so like wasted on the last episode. I had to go console him allegedly. <laughs> that, uh, but uh, shout out. At, I heard they're going to be on uh, the Personal Join podcast, but. Pat said, you know, in an episode probably a few weeks ago now at this point, yeah. and she was like, it was season three, and I was like, oh, that's my girl. And shout out to 
everyone, especially in Sugar, who came and uh, brought it, conquered it, got us to champion too. That was super amazing. Also, there's been a lot of coin, which is always good to see. I think Sultan came up. He seemed like a decent enough guy. Absolutely. But, you know, it's always good to see fresh blood around here. We just need everybody in the Discord to, and, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Nob knows who to scream at when they're not talking back to him and glitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> okay. All right. A little, little spoiler alert there, right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, shout outs for me. What do you got? Yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, since we last recorded officially, there is some lost media. Uh, this will have to go into the lore of TOCP, but. Oh, it, it's not lost. Just for me, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure when's the proper time to. Uh, you just, you just do, all you gotta do is take that episode and remix it and just call it like TOCP chopped and screwed, and just make it a complete mishmash of of nonsense, even more so than maybe it, maybe it was <laughs> in your mind. Um, so anyway, since we last officially recorded. Uh, uh, I was on uh, the C2J podcast, so uh, shout out and thank you to C-Note and Carl for having me on. Uh, they've had some amazing guests on uh, here recently, and the, yeah, the one with Nob, uh, you were on, your episode was awesome. The one with Nob that was just published uh, this past week was great. I It had me laughing the whole time, and they had some great discussion on there. So I, I've really been enjoying uh, ha- like all the conversation that the guys have been having with all the guests. So I'm looking forward to this next one here. Uh, with Kat and Peter. I'm just hoping that Carl's ready to do all the editing of how, you know, toxic Kat and Peter are with their filthy mouths. I, It's unreal. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he can, he'll be able to stitch something together by the time they're done with those two. Um, I also got to shout out everybody that's been hanging out in voice. So, uh, you know, we had a great time at the end of CWL, but also, I mean, just random times throughout the week, People pop in, so like Knob, Hammer, Ace, Greens popped in. Uh, uh, Moose, there was a Moose sighting on Voice. He called me an idiot because apparently I know who owns Dr Pepper, and he thought it was Pepsi, and I got called an idiot because he works at a restaurant and they have Pepsi products and also Dr Pepper, so he made an assumption. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, Moose. But shout out to you for being. We'll shade you out for that calling me an idiot and me being right. Like, why are you booing me? I'm right. But also, uh, shout out for hanging out in voice. Carl hanging out on voice. Um, I know I'm probably missing people. Oh, Cool Rick on voice. Uh, cool Rick being all, his always toxic self on voice. Uh, and uh, Nob and I were up until, oh my gosh, it was almost 3 o'clock in the morning my time last night uh, chatting on voice. So it's been a lot of fun. And uh, Ink, Ink popped in on voice uh, for, for Carl's birthday. Ink was driving across the country. Uh, to go be with family for Christmas, so I, I hope he's there safe. And uh, it was great hearing from him. And while he yelled at the cars around him not driving correctly, that was awesome too. Uh, and I, I encouraged Ink. Like, man, we had so much fun at the end of CWL. Like you, like this next CWL. Now that you're hanging around, man, you got to come back and hang out with boys. We have so much fun over there. So I encourage anybody who's in the clan, who's in the Discord, if you see that there's a bunch of people sitting in there, pop in the general. Say hello. Don't just sit there and lurk, please. But come in, say hello. And uh, I think we're a pretty welcoming bunch, and we have some interesting conversations in there. So 
uh, yeah, shout out to everybody for doing that. And big shout out to Ace for winning King of the Hill, shaking off that one star on day one, coming back strong in day two, and then keeping it up through the rest of the week. I'm backing that horse in this next King of the Hill, so don't let me down, Ace. And um, I know Green Arrow got a, a lot of shade for his um, a lot of shade for his attack. Uh, and you know what? Honestly, it was kind of earned. Okay, but I do want to shout out Green Arrow because number one, we, you know, he got some constructive criticism about his blimp issues, and he changed course. Okay, he made a course correction and started using the correct blimp for the attack that he was doing. And also a little bit of inside baseball here, but after CWL, Green, even knowing that he wasn't going to be in this next CWL. He DM'd me and said, "Dude, you like, you know, share an army comp with me and and you know, walk me through some like different attack or whatever." And I was more than happy to do that. And I think that speaks a lot to Green's character that not only did he take the criticism and change, but then he's looking for other things to do to be better, uh, even knowing that he's not going to be in CWL. So you know what, you know, and he did one of the attacks um, that we talked about. He did one on stream. And it was a total dumpster fire. I think it might even zero start. But you know what? He's trying. That's all that matters. We're having fun, and we, yeah. and, we and we put forth a little effort. So, um, shout out to you, Green. Big shout out to you, man. I totally second that. I I actually have a couple of secondary shout outs. First one is also to Ace. Actually. I didn't pick him for my dark horse WL, but I want to out for all the love and everything that he shows on streams and congratulate him to the leader chat and everything because he's a good boy and also Green Arrow too because Green Arrow actually started playing some Switch games with me Hey, I added him on Switch so even if we don't play Clash together maybe we'll play some Stardew Valley <laughs> awesome dude that sounds like fun <laughs> Oh man! But for my shade out, yes. Oh, I've got a couple of shade outs. First of all, shade out to shade out to Supercell for doing another like seventy-five k land game. Like, I pull all my accounts back into <laughs> Dirty Gym just to get to make sure we get the seventy-five k. And I'm the one that's pulling the majority of the weight. I think shout out. Jinko is always throwing up a bunch of points. So is that plan trick slash four yeah. too. But it's like it, it almost adds like another layer of like you having to play so hard to get like what everybody wants kind of a deal. Yeah. So yeah, you don't want you don't want to miss on that on that last tier for sure. Oh, Book of everything. Hello. <laughs> Shout out to my wife. I have a story about her that I'll, I'll talk about here and maybe in a little bit if we have enough time before Carl and everybody goes live. So <laughs> she's the only other one that's getting shade out. This <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, shade outs for me. Well, I got to shade myself out for uh, having bad dental hygiene and putting myself through all this torture. Um, it's it's a little uncomfortable. I've never had that many people inside my mouth at one time. But that was a little uncomfortable at the dentist office. Um, it, uh, you sure it wasn't getting up and bumped up? That's a close second. Um, 
shade out to Green for having those blimp problems because, bruh, he 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 wasn't doing the safe blimp, and I mean that's been around for a long time. So he, I do have to give him a little bit of shade for that, but obviously appreciate the course correction. Uh, and shade out to Moose. I don't know what's going on with Moose, but he he came in. I think he came into to the voice chat just to like swag his glow up on us. Okay. I mean, he posted the flexing video. That was the last bit of Moose Media that we got a few weeks ago. He popped on Carl's stream and then posted a flexing video. He pops into voice chat, calls me an idiot, and then says, like, he's too mature for us. Like, our our jokes aren't funny anymore. That he's a, he's a sophomore in college now. And we're, <laughs> he doesn't, he, 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 like, you know, we're like, we're like little kids for him. Like, we're not funny anymore or whatever. Um, so you're like you're like just wait till you get married. We'll play this video dancing. <laughs> you know, a, a he's on he's on his you know? he's on his Andrew Tate Sigma male grind set, and uh, I don't know. I'm sure we're I'm sure we're like these negative peoples that are gonna hold him back and from him, uh, you know, living his best life. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, shade out to Moose for just like uh, glowing up and just being too good for all of us. I guess. Wow, some people. <laughs> yeah, you forget where you, you came know, from. You can, you, can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, Moose. That's right. When we met you, you were just a high school kid, like wanting to post videos of you dancing so badly with your with losing every Town Hall Twelve bet you ever made, and now here you are t- telling, giving me advice from your Andrew Tate thing that you watched or whatever. I, you know. Don't forget your roots, Moose. Don't forget. We made you, Moose. We made you, Moose. Don't forget your roots. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I totally forgot about my other uh, shade out. It was uh, for Rowan. Uh-oh. Nobody talks to Knob that way. <laughs> okay? You need to check yourself because ooh, when I see those messages, nobody talks to my Knob that way. <laughs> I, I I don't even think Rowan did anything. Nob was just like talking back and forth in clan chat about getting troops, and the, somebody else was on, and he wasn't donating troops, and they weren't talking. And Nob got mad, and kicked him, and then re-added him, and uh, it was like a it was one of these uh I don't know. Nob was on some kind of late night thing uh, that day. I I I, can't, I couldn't even see what happened. It was just like my my favorite quote from the whole thing was. Um, uh, someone else is in here. Talk or fuck off. I think is what the quote knob said. Talk or fuck off. And I said, I think that should be in the clan description. To be on. Yeah. All I saw was I was talking. Not, <laughs> you know that can't talk to my boy that. Way, <laughs> but it was funny. Oh, that was yeah. That was great. Well, well deserved, Jade. All deserve shade on, on either end, honestly. <laughs> right? I think the whole thing made everyone's weekend a lot brighter. Oh, man. Yeah, there, uh, chat was great because, you know, Nob's on that Aussie time, so everybody was sleeping, and when everybody woke up, you know, uh, they got to scroll up in the chat and read the whole back and forth, the kicking and the reinviting and the apologies and the fucking off and uh, it was it was quite the roller coaster if you scrolled all the way up. So that was great. So we do appreciate the uh, the free entertainment. For <laughs> show. Oh, and uh, super secret shout out to Top Bad Cop. 
because uh, you know what he he said he's gonna start editing the podcast for me. So oh wow, just gonna give him a shout out. So yeah, amazing. So everybody knows we're not making the on him. We're we're going for like a million hours right now, and he's gonna have to edit it down and whatever whatever he feels comfortable with. Now are are you are you trusting him a hundred percent? Because uh, yeah, okay, uh, you know he does have some uh, toxic behavior in the past. Well, I feel like even if he like leaves in stuff or adds stuff, it's like <laughs> then I can just blame him. Perfect. Know? Or even if it makes me look like not flattered, my mom calls like it sounded like you were super drunk on your last podcast. I'm like, well, he said he added a voice tuner. And it just makes me sound that way, Mom. I was very, very drunk. <laughs> he thinks it's funny. I tell him to stop. He doesn't <laughs> listen. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we can get a, a scapegoat. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah. 100%. Thanks, GCBC. <laughs> Appreciate you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, dude. You want to... But seriously, no. Like... Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, for, for real. Thank you. Uh, you want to do you want to do some Radio Disney? What do you want to do? Oh man, I'm down to uh, I don't do like all of the radio before, but I do have my crazy wife story that Go for is it. good enough for me. Go for it. We don't want to do everything. Okay. <laughs> so all I gotta say is I love my wife. I think she's amazing. She works super hard throughout the week, but. I get home last weekend and I was just like, man, I just don't feel good. And she, oh. she was kind of upset with me. And she's like, every weekend you just don't feel good. You just don't want to do anything. She's like, kind of upset. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, what do you want to do? She's like, well, my phone's broke. We got to go to the phone store and we're, I need a new phone. So then we go to the Verizon, get a phone. And I'm like, I feel like dog shit. She's just like, okay, yeah, I understand you don't feel good, but you don't have to sit there making me feel bad the whole time. Why don't you go sit in the car? <laughs> I was just like, fine, whatever. I'm going to sit here and make you feel bad. So I just stayed in the store, just like miserable. Oh. And we get back, and she's like, she's like, okay, thank you for doing this. Uh, let's, let's go pick up the kids. We'll go home or whatever. So then we go home. And I'm, I got even more sick. I really wasn't feeling good. She's like, all right, fine. If you're really feeling that bad, let's go. We'll go to urgent care and we'll see what they think. So then she drags me to urgent care. I get tested. I test positive for COVID. And she's like, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, that sucks. I guess we'll have to. You know, we won't be able to go to dinner at my parents' house tonight. But yeah, I guess, you know, that's, that sounds horrible or whatever. So then, like, two days after that, now she is, like, absolutely in the position I was in. And I was like, yeah, now you know how I felt, like, when I went with the Verizon. Oh. <laughs> she, she finally was just like, I'm so sorry. You should have just told me no. And I was like, I tried. She wouldn't accept, she wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> She was like, oh, I'm sorry. So sorry. And I was like, you should be. Like, I feel like absolute 
like a freaking dumpster. Your wife was just like, man, tough. Like, uh, oh, and Hero is such a bitch. Like, complaining about something. Like, oh. Right? Like, that's the way I felt. I was like, fine, I'll do it. Like, you know, you're not going to call me for pussing like, out. <laughs> Dude, you got to get that. You, what you got to yeah. do is you got to take that paper from the doctor with the positive COVID test, and you got to frame that. And then hang it, just randomly hanging on the wall somewhere. And then the next time she's like, you know, giving you some shit about something, just be like, hey, tap here, you know, hey, remember this? <laughs> remember this? <laughs> it was definitely one of those two arguments that I did, like, like, how guilty do I make her feel? Like, I got there. There's almost nothing I can do to lose the argument at this point. Like, what should I do? Oh, uh, it's one of those things where I, I just imagine, like, you know, some people keep score on everything, right? They keep score on everything in their <laughs> life. And it's just one of those things where, you're like, you're on your deathbed and you're like, look at me. I'm going to die before you. I'm, I win. Look how terrible. <laughs> so bad off. I have multiple organ <laughs> failure. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> I told you I was going <laughs> to die. Jesus, woman. <laughs> and my wife has, like, a crazy good memory, too. Like, she'll talk about, like, almost anything. Like, even when she was, like, really young, she'll be like, oh, yeah, I used to live over there. All this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't remember anything. <laughs> like, after the age of, like, six. You know, like, you don't, like, have, you don't remember anything after the age of six? Bro, you got CTE? They're like before. <laughs> okay, okay, before, okay. <laughs> but it's just like I just don't like. Don't even like. There's like very childhood memories that I even like remember and have access to. But like, I'll listen to her talk. It's like, oh yeah, I met this person. It was oh yeah. Then we used to go to church over here and all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow. I remember like nothing. I, we used to live in a tiny ass room with bunk beds. Dude, you you I mean you got to be able to use that against her, right? You got to tell her something really important and say, "Okay, don't forget XYZ." And then later on when she forgets and you're like, "Oh my gosh, you were supposed to remind me. How did you forget?" No, oh, I, I don't know. I, I forget. No. Like, you know her memory is a trap, right? So that's another way you can kind of get the one up and, and win. It's like give her something really complicated to remember when she forgets it's all her fault. It's perfect. Hey, I'm down. Write this down right now. <laughs> Top tip for happy marriage. <laughs> always win. Always always win. Manipulate and win whenever you can. <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay, man. You got anything else you want to do? Uh, want to do top five? Yeah, we can do top five. All right. So recently, okay. recently, our uh, our friends at the Crystal Joint Podcast had done a top five video games, and there was quite discussion about that uh, in the Discord. So, uh, Hero, Hero, and I wanted to set the record straight and uh, give our own top five video game list uh you want to take it kick it off first with your number five hero okay so first of all all i'm saying is i hate top five lists. like every time anybody does top five list 
because it never makes any sense. They're like, oh yeah, the top five movies of all time, but really it's like their top five favorite movies. So then like when Carl's like, oh, I got so much flag for my last top five list. And I'm like, bro, like nobody understands these top five lists because if you're making the top five list, like it's clearly the things you like. And so obviously, you know, Green Arrow isn't going to like Maverick or whatever. <laughs> right. It, it just doesn't make any sense the way how much stock people put in to these uh, five lists. And to me, it's like, oh, I could make a top five list for, like, top five video game RPGs, top five video game MMOs, and video game, you know, like, old school games, stuff like, like, there's so many top five lists that you can make. It's just, like, so ridiculous. The whole concept is ridiculous that people would ever get upset about that because it's like, okay, so then make your own list. We'll judge you on that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I did have to get a little salty with the top five fast food things with, with Carl and C. So I had to come in there hot because I feel like I had a, a good perspective and tried to invalidate some of their perspective. But anytime I see a top five list, I always kind of view it as like, this is someone's recommendations, right? So there might be some good things and there might be some bad things, but very rarely do I agree a hundred percent with anyone's top five, and I'm sure that ours is going to be. Um, Equally as controversial. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. I can't wait. Actually, I saw your list, and so I'm gonna change at least one. Of oh, them. okay. So, <laughs> okay. This is like an end game change, so everybody knows. I'll ask somebody to pick out one of them that they think I swapped it to. But my number five, that I think is one of the best games of all time, is Fable Two. Did you ever? hear anything about the Fable series? Never played any of it. Okay, well, it's a and sort of an RPG, so you kind of choose your skills and stuff like that. You go around and you can eat chickens. Like, you can pick them up and just eat them, and it gain, gains you evil points that then, if you're a bad guy, you can make bad choices. If you're a good guy, you can make good oh. choices. So. Oh. It was just such such a ridiculous game and you could also like it was like GTA before GTA because you could sleep with prostitutes but if unless you had a condom you would get an STD after every single time <laughs> and that was like on your player board was how many STDs you got over your okay <laughs> but it was there was just so many options that was like uh favorite game of mine and I actually it was it was kind of co-op so I played with my wife right now like a lot so then one of the first things I did while we were dating is I so she was following then I picked up a hooker and kept three some like wow <laughs> my wife was like what's going on <laughs> like oh it's gonna be funny <laughs> and and it was uh, and it was a super spreader event. Everyone ended up with STDs. Pretty much. <laughs> That's my top five. Okay. Uh. So, I want to I want to preface my list, and I look at top five games a little differently. Like I'm not that much of a video game player, so um, my list is pretty much based off of like time spent in my life 
on these games, like games that I've spent the most time in my life on. Because to me, like I don't go out here and download the newest games and and play all the new stuff. I just don't do that. So, but there have been times in my life where I've spent a lot of my own personal time on these specific games, and so that's kind of where my top five perspective comes from. So, my number five is Mario Party. <laughs> uh, my family loves playing this game. Uh, I love the fact that all the mini games, most of the mini games, are kind of like very simple mechanics, and a lot of them are based on like old school Mario principles and Mario World principles, and even like six, Mario sixty four type principles. Uh, and uh, it's just a bunch of button smashing and stuff, and I think it's fantastic. Many of a fight has has erupted because of things that have happened on Mario Party, especially when you get one of those team events and your teammate is uh is like screwing you over and sometimes they'll do it on purpose because of the strategy on the on the on the map and stuff um so yeah i family loves it i love playing it uh it's kind of like the monopoly of video games like if anyone's good at it you're automatically hated and uh and everyone else's behavior becomes very toxic towards that person so i absolutely love playing mario party my number five oh such a good game. It definitely reminds me of like Wii Sports 2 is like such a great family game. Like when everyone's together, you, whether you're bowling or doing tennis and stuff like that. <laughs> what you got for four? Uh, number four is definitely got to be mine. Because I think that there's been a ton of games that sort of like cross generations like break into big screen media and one of them is definitely Minecraft and so I can play Minecraft with my mom and I can play Minecraft with my daughter and they both love it we've all played together several times but it's just like one of those things like your imagination is sort of the limit and you can do all kinds of things and, and it just makes for like a really good experience absolutely I, I've seen people just play um you know, super hardcore speedrun and uh, your Minecraft. And I've also seen just like the casual people goof around. My grandson plays around with it and he likes playing it. And then I've seen other hardcore people that build like super complicated machines uh, with all these moving parts in a video game. And I that completely blows my mind. So I can see that making the top five. Um, oh. My number four is Gran Turismo. Uh, so... I played the early Gran Turismo games on PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. And those are the ones that I spent my most time on. I absolutely love those games. Um, a lot of those games came out right in the same time frame of like the Fast and Furious movies. So it was like a great time to be a young person that liked car stuff because you got all this cool stuff coming over, like cars that we'd never really seen before uh, put on display in, in a movie in America. And then you got these awesome games on the PlayStation 1 and 2 that, like, let you drive the cars that you saw and tune them to yourself and make all these little changes and stuff to them. And I spent countless hours playing Gran Turismo games, uh, on, especially on PlayStation 2, but even on PlayStation 1. So uh, Gran Turismo has got to make it on uh, my top five at number four. Man, I think I played... Grand Turismo 3 on the PS1, and that game was, like, super amazing. I think it had, like, you would have to earn yep. items and stuff to unlock other cars. Like, 
That was an amazing put together game. I totally feel you on that one. Uh, what you got for three? Number three, I'm just gonna go with just like Halo, the whole Halo series. Specifically for me, it was Halo Three. That was like what brought me up video games. I finally had internet as a kid and were able to play with people online and stuff like that. It was just such a such a great experience. Actually, historian, the original co-host, actually called me yesterday to reminisce about like the Halo. <laughs> That's awesome. And, yeah, so I talked to him for like an hour and a half and we like kind of talked about the good old days and how much like we just played games nonstop. But our biggest game was definitely Halo Three. Yeah, yeah well, I think Halo Three's got a, it earned spot right there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I've never played the Halo series of games, but my number three is is number three for a very similar reason. Uh, so my number three is GoldenEye for the N sixty four. So I had an N sixty four, and I ha- and I had GoldenEye. Um, and I have such fond memories of, of like, yes, I played that game, I beat that game, but also the versus mode, um, me and my brother, my brother's three years younger than me, uh, me and my brother played that versus mode so many times against each other, and we would change the rules, we would make them short, or like the slap, there was like slap fight where you didn't have any weapons, you had to smack each other to kill each other. <laughs> there was the golden gun, <laughs> yeah, there was a gold like big head yeah, big head mode big absolutely mode, right? sniper rifles only yeah. like th- we had so much fun playing that game especially in head to head mode and i play we played that game for hours and hours and hours um so yeah it, it's i mean i i know it's it is a very critic like people still speed run it to this day and uh and and it's still you know a highly critically reviewed game but i'm just talking about simply the amount of time that I played that game uh, definitely had to make my top five at number three. What you got for your number two? You know, I actually feel like this is a good time to unveil my honorable mention. Because you were talking about Goldmine. And it's okay if you don't have an honorable mention, but my honorable mention is Perfect Dark. Oh, yeah. Which was sort of like the like polar opposite, but actually they're so close mm-hmm. together and Goldeneye, and it was just—I mean, I think a lot of kids had Goldeneye growing up, and there was a lot of other kids that had Perfect Dark, and it was like you're saying, like so. Good. And there's like bots that you can play against. One of the things that I loved about Perfect Dark is like they had these challenges, and so you would go through all these levels trying to complete different objectives and stuff to complete the challenges to sort of get more stars and unlock more challenges. And yeah, I think that uh, yeah, that definitely was my honorable mention that I added in after I saw you put Goldeneye on it because it made me think of Perfect Dark. Yeah, I mean, if I had to give honorable mentions, I played a ton of like MS DOS games back in the day uh, off of off of floppy disks. Okay, on my on my old computer, and uh, I'd have to say like Wolfenstein. Um, it, like you know, I did. I played a little bit of Doom, but like Wolfenstein was a game that I played all the way through as a young, a young uh, man, young, young teenager, and uh, that would have to be an honorable mention for me because I did play a lot of Wolfenstein. And that, you know, you talking about Perfect Dark, 
being close to Goldeneye. I mean, they were on the same like um, like game engine. Uh, it reminded me of like Wolfenstein, and there was a, a a sister game called Blakestone that was, you know, both by the same software developer, just basically like reskinned and with different enemies and stuff. So there was a lot of that stuff going on back uh, back in the early to you know late '90s with some of those games. Uh, so that reminded me of that game as well. So that would that would have to be my honorable mention. My number two is awesome. Tecmo Super Bowl for the original Nintendo, the NES. That football game. That, I think I had that. Dude, I, that was another one of those games that was infinitely replayable. It was the first uh, football game like that I played that literally like tracked all of your season stats and you could play a full season in playoffs and you could go in and play the next year and your players got hurt and then they would come back from in, in, uh, injury it had little cutscenes if there was like an exciting play in the game. Um, it was, you know, is before Super Nintendo and before Madden and everything. Uh, that game is that my brother and I played season after season after season of that game against each other, and and I did a lot of single player stuff on that game with my original Nintendo. Um, I still have my original Nintendo, and I still have my original copy of Tecmo Super Bowl in my garage. Uh, one day, one day I'll get it all set up somewhere, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I, we, I played that game for so many hours, so much so that one of my, uh, we've, I've said this before, one of my only other games that I play right now, as far as mobile game goes, is a game called Retro Bowl, which is basically like a you know, like, uh, smartphone slash tablet version of uh, Tecmo Bowl made by like an independent uh, game developer. And I have, I've played that game way too much. Like, I think I've probably played 200 full seasons of football in that game because you can play it offline so i play it in like on, on the airplanes and stuff like that when i don't have any service but uh tecmo super bowl the original um not tecmo bowl that one didn't have all the teams and didn't track stats and all that stuff but tecmo super bowl the one from like 1991 for the nes gotta be on my list and it made it number two that was a great game i definitely remember playing it on the nes too feel like though that I was not as good as you were because I was just like okay I need to either do this play or this play and these are the only plays that I ever do I never really experimented too much yeah that, that but it was definitely yeah that was one where you could actually so the original Tecmo Bowl that's the one where Bo Jackson is like completely unstoppable Tecmo Super Bowl he's also somewhat unstoppable but Tecmo Super Bowl you can make your own playbook and stuff like that like this was pre Madden pre Super Nintendo that game was uh, so much fun, yeah. Oh, okay, so, yeah, I think I just had Tech yeah. Bowl, and, yeah, Tech Super Bowl is probably, yeah, totally different. Okay, so, yeah, I did, I, I lied. <laughs> I hope you have. <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you got? What do you got at number two, man? I think number two, I'm going to have to give it to Breath of the Wild. I know Carl had it, it's like number two or number one, but whatever. But that I've played every single Zelda game since they were released, pretty much. I played the original one. I played Zelda 2. Uh, not sure what came after that, but then I, I played Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess. And they're such amazing games Like when it comes to like puzzles and storytelling, too, for a certain degree. But, like... Uh, Breath of the Wild did everything so differently. 
in a way that makes you like it, it it kind of like puts you off like your game because you're like oh no you know this wasn't here and all the others all the and, but it evolved so much in a good way. like there is there's new systems there's new like uh dungeon stuff you have to do and i think they just did an amazing job of like taking something that was like somebody else kind of came out with but making it better in a way that like still kind of lends a lot of credence to like the old stuff yeah and it it's, it's probably one of my favorite games of all time yeah i feel like there's been so many awesome zelda games and i, I have spent time playing some of them uh you know in the past and i feel like that's where the ones that become like real classics that people really remember are the ones that take enough from the old games and then but in like you said introduce some new mechanics and some new features and you know kind of like listen to the community and and uh and sometimes just surprise you with completely new things that you kind of are like you now you wouldn't even expect the game to not have it it but that was the first time it had those things, you know, and that those are the games that really kind of like stick with you for sure. Oh, definitely. I think like even if you just look at Pokemon games, like they kind of just re-released the same Pokemon games with different <laughs> people yeah. in it, like a million times. They never really innovated on very much. Obviously, there was little things here and there, and not saying that, but like those were great, but they never really upon them like in the same like sort of a deal that like uh you know Zelda did with Breath of the Wild I think or you know I think I feel like a lot of games improved a lot better. Like the Pokemon games are kind of just like a clone year after right. year. But they're they're good enough that people still buy them I think. Yeah but po- Pokemon and Madden games are very uh adjacent when it comes to like their software development and uh <laughs> Like it's like okay, every, every, yeah, like, yeah. If if that same thing, yeah. Like a lot of these sports games are the same. Where it's like okay, it's it's the next year, and all they did was they. A lot of times they get worse, uh, but it's like they uh they just you know reskin a few things and change a few features and charge you another you know sixty to ninety dollars for it, and you're like, really? What's different? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, okay, number one. So. You know, as much as this game has frustrated me over the time that I spent playing it, and as much as I complained about parts of this game, uh, it, this has to be my number one, and and it's Clash of Clans. It it hasn't even come close to uh, it hasn't even come close as far as like the amount of time that I've spent playing a game. Like this is easily the number one. I you know these other games that we talk about like. Tech Mobile and GoldenEye and Gran Turismo and all the stuff that, I, that I've spent time playing. You know, those games were maybe played in in my life maybe over the course of like six months to maybe two years. Uh, and Clash of Clans has been like, I don't even know, eight to ten years, something ridiculous uh, that I've been playing it. So, uh, it's it's got to be number one. I You know, I got into it because I liked playing like some Flash games with Tower Defense. And um, and my daughter played it, and I haven't put it down. So if I keep playing it and for this long, I, I don't know how it couldn't be on my list. So that's what's got me at number one. Pretty good. I think 
<laughs> my number one game was uh, Super Mario World. It was from the SNES. Mm-hmm. It's such a great game. I remember like playing it so much as a kid that I finally realized that like when a level is yellow, that means there's only one exit to that level, and when it's red, there's multiple mm. exits. So it, like, I kind of realized that over playing, and then I realized, oh, I can go back to all these other levels and try and figure out their other exit kind of a deal. And it, I, I had so much fun. I played that game so much. I found so many different secrets to it. They have all these like different colored Yoshi's stuff like that that like do different things. And I, I remember going to dinner. Probably it was about a to like some good like friends of ours. And they were like, oh yeah, come over for dinner. And their son uh, Oliver was just like, hey, will you play this game with me? And I was like. Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I don't want to be rude. I'm kind of here to chat with your dad and mom. <laughs> He's like, oh, come over here, like, play with me for a little bit. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, let's play. and that's what he had. Super Mario, like, check this out. You can get caged when you go into this level. And I was like, oh, that's. And I was like, do you want to do you want to see something like really cool? Like, what? And so then I I showed him like all these. To it. And he was like, his mind was blown. That's awesome. Like showed him all these like war war points. The different. I was like, you can literally beat the game within like an hour if you do like this all this stuff from scratch stuff like that. He was oh man, like super stoked. And I was like, yeah, this game is still pretty cool even after all. This. I mean, you know what's crazy is you know with the with the um, the Mario Maker games that are out now uh all of you know those older mechanics are still very viable uh people i've i've watched people do those um what are they called they're called like uh kaizo like shell yeah stuff like oh the the kaizo the kaizo super mario world stuff and it's like the like the inputs on those i it's it's another level of like understanding the game mechanics and you know kind of almost breaking it uh, to do those like completely frame perfect, uh, sh- like multiple shell throws and bounces and timing of the- it's insane. It hurts my mind to watch some of that stuff. Oh yeah, there's there's like mid air shell jumps where you have to like look left at yeah. the last second as you're turning right, you release the shell and then it makes you bounce on it. Yeah, it's just, holy yeah, God. yeah. So I mean, but that that's what that what's that's what makes it a classic. It's still those mechanics. And uh, and those moves and things are still like people are still doing that now. And that game came out in like what 1992 or 93, something like that. Uh, so that's yeah, and it's so much different than the original. Yes. Like it's close enough to be considered like you know the third in line mm-hmm. or whatever, or the fourth in line. But it does things in a different way enough that makes everything feels so fresh and it makes it like one of the best games of all time yeah I, I i can't disagree with that awesome man so you know i'm sure there's going to be some what disagreement number, what was your number one what's that <laughs> what was your, you, well you already yeah my number one my number one was clash oh. of clans <laughs> I'm, okay. no, I just, I'm such a fanboy. i 
I was thinking about your honorable uh, mentions, but then you already said it was like Castlevania or no Wolfenstein. Yeah, Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein. Spent a ton of time yeah. playing that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, so that's it. You got you got anything else? I not have anything. No. Nope. So uh, come at us. Come at us in Discord. Come tell us why our lists suck. We can take it. Other people who make lists yeah. that you know yeah. maybe they can't take the criticism. Maybe you know. Maybe they've maybe they've talked about nuking chats and things like that because they can't take criticism from their top five list. But you can come at us on Discord. We we can take criticism from our top five list. Uh, so come hang out with us in the Crystal to Join Discord. I'm sure the link is in the uh, description of the podcast. Um, come hang out with us at Crystal to Join. You're hanging. You're, you got people. You got your guys over in Dirty Jimmers. I'm hanging out in Dirty Jimmers as well. So. You know, uh, maybe we can get some new blood in Dirty Jimmers and uh, go check out the Crystal to Join podcast as well. Those guys are going to be recording here very shortly. And uh, shout out to my guy, Carl. Uh, happy birthday and OP streamer. So check out Crystal to Join uh, on Twitch and YouTube as well. Uh, Carl's been doing an awesome job with both of those uh, both of those formats. It's been a lot of fun seeing those things grow and uh have in meeting new people through that experience as well shout out to all of the live it is so great to see everybody again i know that you know sometimes carl drinks too much we have to go comfort him allegedly <laughs> and the episodes pass but uh it's really great to see everybody i know that uh i really appreciate it so absolutely you know i i'm here for carl's episode two so love you guys thank you so much we will put the links in the description for the discord and also for the patreon which does still exist, <laughs> even though almost ever even though almost everyone can't fulfill at this point, <laughs> but it's still there so we'll probably just upload this episode unedited that's a brand new idea I had today. <laughs> that's amazing. Dude, that's groundbreaking. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Go. Hello, everyone. Good night. <laughs>